1: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C., and today, Stephanie returns, Steph Walton. Looking forward to talking to her because we have so much to talk about. I mean, come on, people. This is the day after the primary. Also, well, the I should say Super Tuesday. Also... And I do mention this later on in the podcast, that today the Supreme Court is hearing an abortion case that was basically already tried in 2016, but we've got these two new Trump justices. So abortion rights are on the chopping block. And don't forget that because it's getting lost in the news. Um, Stephanie and I are obviously going to talk about what's going on. Um, Joe Biden has taken the lead, and it looks like right now he may be the one who becomes our nominee so we totally get into that and we talk about both Bernie and uh, what's going on right now on social media. And it's very ugly and it's very upsetting. And I just want to be very clear about something. I'm not upset if a patron leaves because they disagree with me. If that's the, I mean, obviously, if I were to um, be a patron of a podcast and they started talking about stuff I totally disagree with, why would I support them? I just wouldn't want to do that anymore. So if that's the case, I'm just, I just want to get this out of the way. Um, everybody who has. Supported this podcast and listens to it knows that I am no longer a Bernie Sanders supporter. I, I'm not happy with him. Um, but I am going to vote blue no matter who. I will f- support him if he's the nominee. And I will do my best to find positive things. And it will be hard because I don't like him and I don't trust him. And it's just, I see all this um, anger out on the internet. Like if you don't support Bernie, you're not progressive. I'm very progressive. I voted for him in 2016. I'm for Warren, but I also, I'm, I'm a um, pragmatist. I understand that in order to move this country along, we're going to have to go in smaller steps. And you can scream at me and say smaller steps don't work, but it they it, that's all we got. Because people don't like big giant steps. They just don't. So I understand that we live in a country that, you know, there's centrist and moderate Democrats. There are Republicans and there's independents and we all have to figure out a way to get along. And I'm not just going to demand that you have to be the way I am. I understand if you're a moderate centrist Democrat, then fine. That's who you are. I respect you because you vote and you're engaged. If you vote, and you're engaged. Um, I'm progressive, but I, like I said, I understand I have to share this America with you, this house, like, like, I just like liken it to a house. We all live in this house and we all have to keep it comfortable. And so sometimes that means we have to make sacrifices. And I know that I'm not saying anything new here, but it's just so toxic out there in social media world where I live and I'm seeing lies and we're going to get into that. And I'm seeing, um, a lot of blame and anger and, you know, I'm being called a moderate because, uh, because I don't support Bernie um, for the primary, which I think is ridiculous because I'm not a moderate. And just because I don't vote for Bernie doesn't mean I'm selfish. I, I, I would like to cast my vote for Elizabeth Warren, but I don't think that's gonna happen now. So anyway, our show today is chock full of opinion, chock full of energy. And, you know, we just we go over everything about the primary. So um, or I, I keep calling it the primary Super Tuesday. We, we talk about it. We're talking about the after effect and, and what might happen. So it's really a fun show. It's a good show. Um, if you're a full on Bernie Sanders supporter, you're probably not going to like it. But if that's the case, like I said, he's got my vote. He's got my support if he's the nominee. All right. Start me up as an independent podcast and it's woman run. And I am the woman. Come on, man. Look at what fucking happened to Elizabeth Warren she just got buried. So support women, support independent podcasts and support this podcast, please. (laughs) Um, When you sign up for any tier, you get each podcast, like $2, Send them for $2. You get each podcast delivered to your mailbox. And it's an inexpensive way to check out the show, see if you like it, and you can later upgrade. If you want to upgrade, you can go up to $5 a month. That's going to get you at least two shows that are basically just me by myself. And, you know, I talk about different subjects, personal stuff, maybe stuff that's in the news. But it's just for patrons only, and it's it's a pretty, you know, a, a normal size. podcast. Uh, or normal length, I should say, podcast. I say that because initially the patrons only $5 was uh, an extension of the free show. So Steph and I would usually just do an extension of the free show. That's changed. Now I'm giving you these different you know, kinds of podcasts to listen to just to get a little bit more understanding who I am, how I think, what I've experienced in my life, what have the things that have brought me to the decisions that I make now and the choices that I make now. So that's $5 a month. Uh, let's see if you, if you want to, you can just go to patreon.com slash start me up, become a patron. That would be awesome. You can also in the text of the Patreon description, I'm going to include the uh, email address that you can use for a PayPal thing. If you want to do a one-time donation, that would be great. I like any kind of support I can get. You're basically helping me produce this podcast, and I am always appreciative. The last thing that I'll say before Stephanie comes on is you can find Start Me Up on iTunes and wherever podcasts are found. And then you can also please become a subscriber on Apple Podcasts, give a review. Give a five-star review if you like it or rating. I need them. I need them. I need them. I need them. So it would really be awesome if you can do it. Thank you to the people that have done it. And all right, that's it. I am done. Let's talk about Super Tuesday with Steph. Welcome sizzling, Stephanie. <laughs> Ooh,
2: I am sizzling. You are sizzling. sizzling. I chose that I'm word sizzling specifically. mad. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just disgusted, but I expected to be disgusted today, actually.
1: I'm torn. I'm like, I'm half disgusted and half hopeful. But you know what? I'm just going to jump in. I mean, first, Mm. there's so much I want to say. I just want to tell everybody that I really didn't prepare anything. Usually I prepare stuff. Um, But it's just, there is such, there's so much going on. There's so much I want to talk about. I don't even really have to prepare it. Um, And you're just going to have to pardon me for jumping all over the fucking place because... (laughs) Um, my mind is like, (laughs) you know, it's like all the, and I've been, I've been having all these thoughts and, and theories going on. And so last night, you know, I mean, like, where do I even begin, but I'll start and you just jump in, but watching the results was a mixed bag for me because I feel like it really pisses me off that Elizabeth Warren didn't do as well. Now, I just want to say that, um, Hillary Clinton did very well. In fact, she should have been the winner. So I understand that it's not um, its not that America... I mean, I do think America is not necessarily quite ready for a woman. Um, I think they were ready for a woman with Hillary, but there was just too much shit, and then all mm-hmm. the shit bled over. And then this time around, Elizabeth Warren is a different kind of woman than Hillary, and certainly she doesn't have the same kind of credentials although she has her own very amazing unique credentials um i think though that part of the reason people were turned off by her was her tone which to me i had no problem with like the way she went after bloomberg um the way that she kind of didn't like it when people either accused her of something she wasn't guilty of or um, when they, when they questioned her about things that really didn't make sense the way that she would, I mean, she was never rude or never mean or anything. It's just that she's kind of gave off this attitude and she didn't like, obviously when people were attacking her. And so all I saw was I don't like her shrill tone and her tone. And isn't that what we always hear? It's always the tone. Always. It's always the fucking tone. you hear
2: my shrill ass. Come on. <laughs> Listen. We're all shrill because we, because we was, wait a minute. Was that a sound effect or was that? That's my cat because
1: every fucking time I go to do the podcast, she's like,
2: I have to say hi. I have to walk. I know, but it was, it was perfectly timed.
1: I know. I know the shrill. I thought of that too. And
2: my shrill cat, she's like, fuck all those (laughs) voters." Well, you know what? Here's the thing. So you, you, we we know this we know this to be true, and we, we knew it uh, in 2016. Yes. We know it today in 2020. The smartest person, the most capable, the mm-hmm. most effective leader, the most energetic, mm-hmm. and well spoken, mm-hmm. and tempered, is a woman. Yeah, but but she isn't going to get the nomination because two 78 year old men. See? Yes, I know. There's She's, Miranda she again. me crazy. I'm ready to. I'm ready to. I. I want to. That's me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we just. It, this is how. This that's is what we should call the it. show today. <laughs> 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 What's That noise they make in the middle of the night. When oh yeah. Rain, you know, when they're screaming at each like other. Sex. And yeah. They're screaming at each other, but they're like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what we need From up that, on fucking the stage with I Trump. Wow. Yeah. We need that on the stage with Trump. We need one of those cats that are like looking at him going, that would be perfect. But yeah, I mean, basically, yes, we did see it. And so I have this theory. First of all, um, I was wondering, especially when I watched Joe Biden give his, you know, his speech on in South Carolina. First of all, he was very uh, he was very together, more together than I've Mm -hmm. seen him. And I was grateful for that although he certainly made some stupid fucking errors since then. But um, I kind of got the idea that, all right, clearly there is the the behind-the-scenes action who, you know, there there are people helping him. And James Clyburn, saying that he's a good man, I think sets the stage for so many things. Not only did he, you know, basically tell black voters across this country, this is the guy. We trust him. He's a good man. And then I think it also protects Joe because we all know. And I mean, I don't, you know, I'm just going to say it for anybody who's uncomfortable with it. Get over its politics. This is not fucking, this is a blood sport. Um, Joe makes mistakes. And it's, and at this point it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's because he's just getting older and I mean, he didn't just have a heart attack, but he's getting older. And he, you know, he went to quote the declaration of the end of independence the other night and he fucked it all up. He fucked up the quote. He couldn't remember the name of the declaration and it was embarrassing. And we're just going to, and then do you see, I didn't
2: see it and I, cause I haven't had time to look it up. And also I didn't really want to, you know, but um, was it, could it have been that he was stuttering?
1: It was No, no, he forgot. He just forgot it was bad. And, and then the other night, I guess last night, he, he went to supposedly go grab his wife and he grabbed his, his sister. He's, he's no, just, they he's,
2: were standing behind him. I saw that. That's bullshit. Okay,
1: fine. Well, I I'll give you, I'll give happen. you that. I didn't, didn't really see it. I just saw he, the criti- critique, but I, the I did. He
2: was giving a speech. People had charged the stage. Well, yeah. Simone Sanders, by the way, like I bowed down. Did you watch that? No. When, when, oh my God. So, in, in Joseph, the lunging vegans. Giving a speech. Oh my <laughs> God. What they're called. Sanders came from the side, jumped up. Oh, on the stage yes, and I took did. Yes. No, I did like, see it that. Was yes. Beautiful. Yeah. I did see that. A gorgeous blazer. Um, <laughs> but, but the thing is that whole mistaking, he, he was standing in front of them and he just you know, there's excitement going on. I could see myself doing that exact same right. thing. I'm okay, not so, that. so I I'm mean not look, that as a as a Okay,
1: story. well I will give that to you. I, I didn't necessarily all I saw was that he he confused and there was a video and I didn't watch the video, but I did watch the video where he um fucked up the declaration. And I'm just saying that we're gonna see more of that. We're gonna see more and it's not it's not his typical um gaffe. It's I think he's just getting older. And I mean, I look at my dad and I look at Joe. I mean, my dad's a little younger, but I see a lot of parallels. Right. I see a lot of uh, forgetting, you know, like they're forgetting a word. I do that, too. So I don't want to just say that it's because you're older. But I but I see everybody can see it. Joe Biden is getting older and he's going to he's going to have to if he's going to win, which I think he has a really good shot. He's going to have to be the president for four years. And it's it's going to be, you know, watching him. um Go against Trump is, is going to be difficult if these gaffes keep coming. But what I was saying is Clyburn, I think by calling him a good man, which I agree, there he's got faults, but Joe Biden is a good man and he's a patriot. Um, he It's going to make Trump and his stupid crowd look like such asshole bullies when they go after him. And also, you know, I mean, I, I think that we, like, Everybody likes the way Bloomberg goes after Trump, but basically Bloomberg is kind of dealing with Trump on his own level. Joe Biden, being a good man, is not going to go there. He's going to be the good man. And he'll go after Trump and he'll say things about him, but he's not going to be doing the push-ups like he joked. He's not going to get down in the mud with Trump. And frankly, we don't need that. We need a good person. And, you know, yes, I wish that it was Elizabeth Warren, but it wasn't. But the other thing I want to say about this, so interesting... First of all, she has never attacked Joe Biden. Never.
2: That's what I said this on. I said this this morning. I I ran with my I have a running partner for 10 years. We talk about everything. Politics is often the topic of the day. Mm -hmm. I said that exact same thing to her today. Yeah. Warren has never attacked Biden. Never. And, And my friend star, my friend star said, well, maybe she thought he was just not even viable.
1: Maybe, you know, but but I not, also...
2: But not viable enough to go after.
1: I think she's a team player. But anyway, go ahead, continue. Well, I think she's a team player, and I think that she realized after after she you know, came up with her, I see you're afraid of Medicare for all, so I'm going to go back to the table, and I'm going to come up with something um, to kind of ease your fears and with an answer for mm-hmm. you. Um, she realized mm-hmm. that that backfired on her, and she's not stupid, clearly, and she is a team player, mm-hmm. and I think... That you know she has gone after Bernie, not in a mean-spirited way. Although I will say, Bob and I, Bob Seska, my boyfriend, and I watched. Um, like no one, no everyone knows. <laughs> um,
2: no, but not everyone. Well, not everyone. I mean, new people.
1: Um, but Bob and I were watching on South Carolina night. Elizabeth said something, and it was just I was on my phone and it was late, so I don't remember it and I don't have it saved. But we watched it and we both had our mouths hanging open because it was no longer the line of. Um, You know, Bernie, Bernie has great ideas, but I'm the one who's going to be the best president because I'm going to do that. That's what we're used to hearing. She kind of ripped into Bernie like ripped. And I was like, Whoa, like that's a new tone. Mm -hmm. And it, and -hmm. and I hate to use that word tone, but I mean, her tone was kind of like, you can't, it was kind of like this guy's not the guy. He's just not the guy. Not just that she was better than he was, but like, no, he's not the guy. And I was kind of surprised by that. And so I think what's going to happen, um, moving forward. Clearly we're seeing, I don't think, it, I think if if she endorses anyone, it will be Biden. I don't know that, I don't think she's going to endorse Bernie. Um, and I'm so curious to see who he's going to pick for his VP. Because And I do think, I mean, it's either going to be Bernie or Biden. Right now it looks like Biden, of course things could change. So I'm just going along the thought of it's going to be Biden. So I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, okay, it looks like it. So if, if either way, I will say no matter who the nominee is, the vice president pick is, is everything because Bernie Sanders is 78 years old. He just had a heart attack. And frankly, in the last couple of nights, it started with South Carolina, his voice has slowed down a little bit. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, it just reminds me like when you have a, like a record and you slow the record down just slightly, it's ever so slightly. But I feel like if he were my father and he just had a heart attack and he insisted on staying in the race, I would be so worried. So I don't say this out of ageist being ageist or anything. I say the same thing with Joe Biden. If Joe Biden were my father, I would say, please don't do this. I would be so concerned because I don't know if they can make it through the four years. I really honestly Mm -hmm. don't know. They might, but is it something like, you know, do you really want... A certain kind of person flying an airplane? Do you really want a certain kind of person running the country? 15 years ago, I wouldn't thought have thought this about Joe or Bernie, but we are where we are. So the VP pick is incredibly important. And if it's Biden, I don't know who he's going to pick, but I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream that me. it would be Elizabeth Talk Warren. I, I, I oh, want it to be Warren mommy. because there is a solid chance that he may not have the health level I mean, I'm not saying I think he's going to die and I hope that he doesn't die, but I don't know if he's going to be able to be healthy enough to go through that first four years and whoever that VP is, will have to step in for him. And so as much as, I mean, it's not an ideal scenario, but you know what the fuck, we have two older white men that are running for president and we've got them running against another older white man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come the fuck on, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and I mean, I, I will say this too, and then I'm just gonna let you go. But mm-hmm. I also say that black voters decided this in a big fucking way. I mean, it's like in Alabama, it was 70% of va- black voters voted for Biden um and like in in south carolina is huge huge yeah Mm -hmm. and and also the very good news is there's such high turnouts double the size in virginia oh my god Um, uh, there's like (laughs) in texas there's huge turnouts so this is so promising for us because i think that no matter what this is we're going to have a blue flood and it's going to be for the Democrat. And I don't think how many gaffes Joe Biden might make, it won't fucking matter because this is a, this is a referendum on Trump. And I think we're just saying, fuck you. And we're going to, we're going to go blue. But, but I, but that said, black voters have said, all right, here's what makes us feel comfortable. We feel comfortable with Joe and I'm not going to fucking argue with him. They are the base of the party. Uh, They have dealt with so much bullshit discrimination so much and if that's what they feel comfortable with and we've talked about this, you know, many times on the show before, then they get to say, i follow them. There. That's what i have. So i, I have more to say, but you know, that's what <laughs> i've been talking too much
2: now. No, no, no. I'm wi- I I'm with you. I love your optimism. Um, i really like i want to believe. So like sane people are all going to say, "Hey, look, i'm voting blue no matter who." You know, we've been right. saying that from the get-go. We've been saying that since November 4th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because we knew that we had to start fighting at that moment to figure out what we're going to do on November 3rd, 2020. Okay. Right. And we say that. And, and we have our favorites. And I know, you know, you and I have talked about this. And I, it just so happens that once again, the woman is the most qualified, in my yes. opinion. But we, li- but we live in America. And so we're going to go through every iteration of a man before we elect a woman for president. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the only way we're going to get a woman president is if Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. But I, I, I'm leaning towards I think this is going to be Biden. Yeah. Picks a woman and picks, you know, someone said it has to be a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I'm at the point where like, oh, please, if it were, I think Stacey Abrams would be a brilliant VP. Yes. But I think but, I mean, Elizabeth Warren. Please, God. Well, that, like, that's how, oh, you know God. what?
1: Whoever is advising him knows that this is a possibility that, you know, he, whether or not, okay, let's even just go with, he lasts four years. He's not lasting eight years. That's for sure. And even he oh, wouldn't, he wouldn't, no, 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 no. he wouldn't commit.
2: I, I think he, I, 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 who knows what's really going on, but 78, like I got to tell you, I'm 54 and I don't know at 78, <laughs> what i'm gonna how i'm gonna be yeah. feeling the pressure of the job the travel schedule mm-hmm. you know i mean joe biden's been in uh, he's been a public servant and he's been serving in congress since he was in his 30s if i'm not mistaken right yeah. i mean dude yeah, forever to. and and he did he did the back and forth on the amtrak to delaware mm-hmm. so he could Tuck his kids in every night. The dude is used to the craziness. Yes, yes. Like I look at Congresswoman Barbara Lee, who is 73 years old, and I don't know how she does it. Mm-hmm. She has more energy than me. I look at Elizabeth Warren, and that woman's running up the side of stairs. <laughs> she makes 70. me
1: tired just looking at her, man. She's got yeah, so much exactly. energy. It's insane. It's
2: wild. It's wild. And she's beautiful in, in that. Like that. that is like that That spirit, that, that movement, that everything. Like she just to me is, oh, my God, I want yeah. some of that. But here's the thing. I don't see a 78-year-old man who's already clearly slowed down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about Biden. Right. I think he's he knows what he's doing. Yes, right? he does. But he had better surround himself with someone. No, he will. He had better d- I mean, okay. a kick-ass woman in that BP slot because I don't know, we, none of, nobody knows what's going to happen. So that person has to be ready on day one mm-hmm. to run this country. Yes. That's who he has to pick. Exactly. And it has to be a woman. Yeah. It has to be a woman because only the only people who are equipped to do that to the level <laughs> that I will be satisfied with. Yeah. Are women.
1: I'm right there. And you know, I think that that's going on because I think also, um, now, unfortunately, the Bernie supporters, uh, and I just want to say this, if Bernie becomes, the, like, you know, we're, we're still in a close race. It hasn't been decided. If Bernie's the nominee, yes, I'm going to support him. And I say the same thing about him. If he, you know, whoever he chooses as his vice president, that's going to be a big deal because Bernie just had a fucking heart attack. And I read, like, an article that said men who are 78 years, or people who are 78 years old, who have heart attacks, are very likely to have another one within the next three years. So uh, that concerns me. And it makes me feel like, all right, well, whoever he chooses has to be somebody that is capable of taking over if for some reason he has health issues. And this is what we deal with when we have people who are, you know, in in their late seventies. I mean, I, you know, I think that like Elizabeth Warren is, look, Elizabeth Warren is basically the same age as my mom. My mom's a little bit older than her. She's like three years older than her, maybe two or three years older, but Elizabeth Warren has way more energy and stamina than my mother. She just does. Like my mother would not be able to, she could,
2: I would, I wouldn't last.
1: No, I wouldn't. But it's like, you know, I would be, if my mom said I want to be president, which God, I know she never would. But if she did, I would be worried because I I mean, my mom's going to need a new fucking hip. And, you know, and it's like she's got her aches and pains and she's got her issues and, you know, and it's like Elizabeth Warren's running down the street all fucking day long up and down stairs and, you know, and choosing the stairs over escalators. And it's like, you know, my mom chooses the escalator. So each person in one age group is going to be so different than the other. You know what I mean? Some are going to have tons of energy, mm-hmm. whether, you know, I mean, my mom used to be a smoker. Elizabeth Warren wasn't a smoker. So, you know, my mom's got more. I mean, I was a smoker, so I have a feeling when I'm Elizabeth Warren's age I'll be more like my mom because that's just what, you know, smoking is stupid and you fuck yourself over, but you know, right. I mean, I, I look at it. So it's like, I, I hope that anybody listening is not thinking in terms of me being a just, it's just this is reality. Um, yeah, I have a feeling yeah. that when I'm Elizabeth Warren's age, I'm not going to I mean, even Bernie has more stamina. I mean, it seems like he's been Clearly. slowing down in the last few days, but that dude's got fucking energy. And, you know, he he and doesn't he can fo-
2: shoot and he can shoot a basket like. a <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he, he um, you know, he doesn't forget what he's talking about he he, you know i mean he says the same thing a lot of the time over and over but he doesn't forget what he's quoting he just doesn't no no no
2: no. he's no i know i i'm not i, I just I, I think 78's too old yeah i think we so have a lot of you know we have I, a minimum
1: it? uh age requirement we should have an, a maximum i think You know, I mean, I don't know exactly know what that would be um, and I don't know how they would determine it. But it's like I look at somebody like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and it makes it just breaks my heart because, you know, she should feel comfortable to retire right now. But she doesn't. She doesn't feel like she can comfortably retire because she knows what's going to happen if she does. And so, you know, I'm not saying that she shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. But what I am saying is that maybe, you know, like I'm sure she's looking back at her Obama years and saying, I wish I would have fucking retired then. You know what I mean? So that she didn't have to sit there and chew her nails about what's happening, because every time we see Ruth Bader Ginsburg trending on Twitter, it's like we all have a collective fucking like, oh, my God, please, please. No, please, no, please still be here. That shouldn't be. We shouldn't be so dependent on someone's life. That's, it's, it almost feels rude to to feel yeah, like that way about her. And, you know, and right. it's just she deserves to retire. And so it's like you look at if she
2: wants to. But maybe this is like her. She has pan, she she kid. just
1: dealt with pancreatic cancer. I think she wants to retire. I
2: know, but she I feels think, like maybe, she's got to stay maybe she in. She wants to go down fighting. Maybe she. Well, of course, she feels like she has to stay in because we because because we're in hell.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. If we get a Democratic president, then she can say, "All right, I, I want to retire," but, mm-hmm. and and you know, maybe she'll want to. I doubt she'll want to stay in because she understands how this all works. It's lifetime seats, so time to bring in some new people that are a little younger, and that's the point, because that's what Trump wants to do. He's going to pick young evangelicals, or people Mm. like fucking Brett Kavanaugh. So, you know, this, uh, oh, by the way, today the Supreme Court is hearing arguments about, um, basically it's trap laws. So I, I spoke with Liz Winstead last week, and she talked about this. So the long and short is, back in 2016, the Supreme Court, while it was Obama's Supreme Court, heard A case from Texas that was about doctors having admitting privileges into like from abortion clinics having admitting privileges into hospitals. That's what the far right is pushing, and there's no good reason for it, but it's just a way to keep abortion from. um, It it won't make it illegal, but it'll make it like impossible to get because clinics will close down if those doctors don't have the privileges. So today, as we're all screaming about Bernie and Biden and all this stuff, uh, the Supreme Court right now is deciding, and the thing is, is they heard a case identical to this in 2016. And now that Trump has installed two, well, appointed two of his justices, the cor- the court has basically agreed to hear the same kind of case, which is unprecedented that's never happened before. They're only doing it because Trump has two people in there. So, abortion rights are are really I don't know what's going to happen. If this happens, obviously there's states like, you know, that won't implement this law, but it'll kind of just be like states rights in yeah. red states. It won't be available in blue states. It's will. it will. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to, mm-hmm. but it's just one step closer to oh, getting yeah. rid of Roe v. Wade altogether.
2: Absolutely. Do you, yeah, I, I have, uh, my wonderful general practitioner who does all my stuff because she's that amazing um, I've been seeing her at Kaiser for, I'm, I'm thinking about eight years now. I just adore her. Um, she's brilliant. And I went and saw her for something, you know, I had a question and I went in, sat down with her, just kind of laid stuff out on the line and we were talking and um, she, I said something to her just about how wonderful it's been to be her patient and, um, I mentioned, I was like, I kind of freaked out for a second because I had sent her an email and I didn't hear back. Right. And I said, I freaked thinking you were, le- that that you were leaving. And she goes, I am. Hmm. And I had a moment where I had to like literally cry for a second. Mm-hmm. And then she said, she's leaving to take a fellowship in New York to learn how to educate medical providers to make women's health care and reproductive health care accessible in places where it is not. Wow. And so she, I mean, she's a badass. And then she made a donation to my campaign. Wow. I am not even kidding you. Wow. But she's going to, she's going to New York. She is giving up, you know, she's, she's a uh, two years younger than me. I think giving up her practice, right. To go. And just, because she has been moved to do so. Mm-hmm. And she said, we are at the point now where it's, it's kind of do or die. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there are women who are buying abortion kits
0: yeah. online
2: and there's like, there's a black market for, you know, who, physicians who make themselves available. She's not one of them, but she was just talking about how grave it's gotten mm-hmm. in certain areas. And then I said, well, are you, you know, she said there, are, you know, I'm advising you, I'm a physician. And I'm advising you via text or phone call on how to administer your kit to yourself. Wow. Okay. She, I said, are you going to come back? And she goes, no, I'm going to go somewhere to, you know, to like a, a Southern state where access is not available. And I'm going to make sure that women have that at, because it's our right. Um, she's also getting trained to be the person that sits in front of Congress and lays down the motherfucking law. Okay. Yes. This is my doc. Yeah. That's I awesome. Love. Her. Wow.
1: That's really great. That's really, really wanna, freaking wanna, great.
2: Shannon Watts tweeted something yesterday um, and she she put something up and it was some, God, I wish I could find it, but um, and I'm going to find it because I, I want to I, I don't want to try to paraphrase because I'm lame. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I honestly, here it is. So she put something up and it was polling, Super Tuesday exit poll, NBC, voters by age 18 to 29 uh, 33%. Um, here it is. Hold on.
1: Oh, I thought it was 13.
2: Uh-oh. I'm sorry. 13%. Right. 30 to 44, 23, 45 to 64, 35, 65. and she's like, she, she writes up top middle-aged women. Y'all do not fuck with us. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just telling you right yeah, now, totally. like do not mm-hmm. because, and, and yeah, we are, we are absolutely accustomed to being the last choice. Mm -hmm. We are accustomed to watching men with less talent, less drive, less commitment, less integrity, get the jobs that we are overqualified for. We are accustomed to that. And guess what, motherfuckers, (laughs) we are still here.
1: Mm -hmm. And we're not fucking going away.
2: And we're not going anywhere. And you know what, I gotta tell you, I'm not even afraid to swear. My assemblywoman comes out and drops f bombs. Now she's like, "I'm afraid it's 2020, <laughs> yeah, it's 2020, and shit is done. Okay, so here's what's up: Women are stepping up, doing what they do. You stepped up years ago before it was before it was in fashion to fight for the Equal Rights Amendment getting ratified. You do what you do on a daily basis with your big mouth that I freaking <laughs> love, and you you know what I'm saying? Like, God dang it, that is necessary. Um, You know, I'm Elizabeth Warren isn't going to drop out because she's not she's not going to drop out because the men are telling her to or the women who buy into the patriarchy are telling her to. She raised twenty nine million dollars in February.
1: Yeah, well, I will say this. I'm not sure. I I read somewhere that she's considering what to do. And if she does drop out, it'll be interesting to see um, where if she puts her support by anybody, behind anybody, I mean, obviously a bunch of people, Klobuchar uh, did, Bloomberg did today, um, he dropped out, and, uh, you know, and so did, um, did, did I say Amy Klobuchar, so it's, and then Beta O'Rourke, um, so it, it could be that she does, but I, I kind of see her, um, Pulling an Obama, you know, last time around, I know the Bernie supporters were really pissed off because she didn't, she didn't support him over Hillary, but I always thought, why would she? Because she's going to wait and, and she's just going to back the democratic nominee. That's what you do. And because it's, it it can be divisive. Um, In this particular case though, I think, you know, I mean, uh, now, now let's get into this whole, the divide is already starting. I don't know if you fucking saw the Sean King tweet. Did you see the Sean King
2: tweet? i can't take sean king i'm he, sorry he tweeted let that, me just say one other thing kimberly yeah i i agree i i support elizabeth warren in whatever she does yeah. because she's brilliant yeah okay and it's gonna and it's gonna be the right thing i just want to close the loop on this yeah i don't want her to bow out unless she wants to bow yes, out. yes
1: that exactly I feel I don't, the same. i'm
2: done i'm done hearing people tell her us yeah what to do
1: yeah well, okay. I think that and she's so, going to yeah. yeah, I think what's happening, though, is I think there's talk behind the scenes, obviously, and oh, she's please, in it. They are she's in it.
2: her Yes. They all want her.
1: So I mean, I don't know what part she's going to play, but she's going to be important, and everybody knows it. So I think that with Elizabeth I mean, that's why I mean I would love to see Biden choose her, but you know, there, there is the camp that's saying that, they, that she needs to choose Kamala Harris. I don't fucking care. Just choose a competent woman, and I'm happy. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is always my first choice, but you know, with Kamala Harris, it was for a little while there. It was like, uh, maybe Kamala, oh, maybe maybe Elizabeth, uh, and I kept going back. And so it's like, I don't care who it is. The only thing that would concern me about Stacey Abrams is that she doesn't necessarily have the experience. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think she would be good at what she does, but I do think it's important to put somebody in a VP position who has. experience working in government relationships, understanding how government works um, from the inside, I think it would be a smarter decision to do that. Um, But, you know... And plus, Stacey Abrams is young. So she's got a huge career in front of her. And, you know, maybe one day, hopefully she will be the president. And I don't know, maybe he'll pick her because she's really fucking smart. And I do trust that she would make the good decisions. I just, the only thing that I look at her is, and I say, okay, from a strategic point of view, from this think tank or whatever it is that's helping Joe Biden, who's going to be the person who is going to help Biden win, who's going to be Ready on the first day if something happens with him. There's there's so many variables. This is a totally different kind of B, V pick than you know Obama doing it. It's just it's right. a different scenario. But going back, Sean King, if, for those who don't know, I mean he's mm. he's a black rights, uh, a Black Lives Matter activist who has done a lot of really good things. But he's a Bernie yep. supporter, and last night he you know I mean I, he can be very divisive. Obviously he's for Bernie, and that's fine. But last night he lied, and he posted that Rachel oh, Maddow. The Rachel Maddow thing? Yes, Ooh, that Rachel yeah, that Maddow reported bad. that on MSNBC tagged her and MSNBC and said she reported that Obama's behind the scenes pulling the strings against Bernie, and Rachel Maddow quote tweeted him. And she's like, "What? I did no such yeah. thing." And then he, he underneath
2: said that the DNC was behind the scenes. Yeah,
1: and that well, that's what he said. But okay, DNC. I thought he said Obama, but either way, he. He replied to her and he said, yes, you did. She never did. She never did. And he's fucking lying. I mean, look, support Bernie all you want. But, and, you know, I mean, I will always understand... I'm grateful for Bernie for many reasons, even though I don't necessarily support him. But you know what he did in 2016? He pushed the party more to the left.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he's Mm -hmm. pushing
1: the party more to the left, and I'm all fucking for it. You know, and it's like I don't necessarily like him for some reasons, and I don't know that he'd be able. Like, what I worry about, what I really worry about, is like what I said. I think I said this earlier that if he doesn't get certain things passed right away, he's what he'll do is he'll. Blame the Democratic establishment. And then all of his supporters are going to be doing what they're doing today, but fucking all the time. And so, you know, like last night, Marianne Williamson put out a tweet that it's a coup. First of all, coup is a Trump oh, word. My God. It's a Trump word. No, know? I know. And it's a fuck. Trump is using that word. And it's not a coup. It was fucking black voters said, hey, this is what we, I mean, it wasn't just only black voters, but they are like leading the way. And everybody else looked to South Carolina and were like, okay, that's what we're doing. It was, it, you know, sure. The democratic establishment is getting behind Joe Biden because it's a, de- it's, it's strategic. They want to win. And, mm-hmm. and it's true that Bernie isn't a team player. This is not, Mm -hmm. it's not like a a big secret. He's just not. He's constantly, he put out that tweet that said, you know, get ready, democratic establishment. And it's like, so he clearly wants to fight the status quo. Okay, fine. I'm happy with him pushing the boundaries, but I'm not happy when it gets to be where people like Sean King, uh, also there was somebody else, Um, Sean King is lying. And then her name is Brianna (laughs) Joy something. And I can't remember her last name
2: it's beyond it's his uh is it media brianna joy gray gray his media director yes and
1: last night she put up a tweet and it was david Frum saying basically that you know people who vote for bernie don't pay their cable bill people who vote for biden do which is a stupid fucking thing to say but she quote tweeted it and she referred to him as a party elite as the party elite which could like it could suggest to people who don't know any better that he's part of the democrat the democratic party elite. He is a fucking George Bush speechwriter. He's a never Mm -hmm. Trump Republican Mm -hmm. and he's a fucking smug conservative. I've agreed with him a lot of times, you know, during the Trump years, but Oh my God, he used to drive me fucking batshit before, you know, uh, Trump came into the picture because he's so smug. God, he's so smug, but, but she's painting this picture like, Oh, it's the party elites that are, you know, taking their gloves off against the voters. And it's like, okay, he's GOP. So this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. We're, we're used to mm-hmm. this. This is not Democrats saying this. And she's mis- she's purposely misleading. And it's, and it's like, so that's my, one of my big problems with Bernie is that these people who are, are, are his surrogates and speaking for him are fucking lying. They're lying. And I don't give a shit if yeah. I lose a patron for this because this is really important. It's da- well, it's really dangerous. Yeah. It's really dangerous. It's and
2: dangerous it, for the reasons that we've, you know, it's dangerous for people of color. It's dangerous for, for LGBTQ2 people. It's dangerous for poor people. It's dangerous for women who want to have access to safe abortions. It's yeah. dangerous for our democracy. You know what I'm saying? And so stop.
1: know, <laughs> But they're not. And it's going to and the thing that's really worse is that there are trolls online that are like like professional sophisticated trolls that have real looking accounts some don't some are obvious you know that they've just joined last month and they have four followers and they have seventeen thousand numbers in their names those are the obvious ones but there are other accounts as we have heard the russians are um throwing support like they're helping bernie they're helping trump because they see that there is this division within the democratic party and they're they're you know, using that to divide us even more. And they're using trolls to do it. And so sometimes you can't tell if somebody's a troll or not, like a, a like a paid, tro- I mean, there's, there's a nor- like, I could go troll somebody. Oh, I think I lost you.
2: Yeah, you just, yeah.
1: Um, like there, there are legitimate Troll people. I mean, I've trolled people, so I I guess in some cases I've been a troll. But when I say troll, <laughs> I mean like you know, like the paid trolls who are are you know they literally have jobs and they're sitting in some building somewhere, whether it's in Russia or you know Brad Pascal is paying them or who, who or you know Steve Bannon Whatever. or whoever. Um, they are pushing the divide even further, and it's just really mm-hmm. tough to know. And so, I mean, I'm getting to the point now where. I'm just blocking people because I don't know yeah. who they are. And I, I I don't give a shit if they're mad at me because I'm silencing them, blah, blah. I, don't, I just don't, I don't have time for that. You know how <laughs> fucking, God, 2016 was so stressful. It was so stressful. And here we go. It's going to be way worse. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't care
2: if I know they're you're mad laughing. at me for silencing them.
1: <laughs> I swear to God, I woke up this morning and I was just like, um... I, I turned on the computer and it was like, ah! and I'm, oh, yeah, it's just going to be awful. It's going to be awful.
2: It's going to be awful. But here's the thing. If Biden gets the nomination, um, you know, and I think he I think he will. I really do. Yeah. Um, how big is Bernie's base? How vile are they going to be when and and will Bernie come out early on and say, you guys, I, as much as I wanted to win and take this thing, I am getting behind Joe Biden. And yeah, I am going well, to make sure, sure to that it. we and, and so what kind of a person is Bernie Sanders? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not going to do it. He said he would, but. You know, he's really good at saying, oh, I don't agree with any of this. But then he has his surrogates going out lying, lying. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to mislead because then you can argue, oh, well, you know, I mean, Brianna Joy Gray could make an argument that party elites is just a blanket statement for both, you know, Mm -hmm. both the Democrat Mm -hmm. and Republican. But with with Sean King saying what he did, I mean, it was it's blatant and it's provable. She, there's no, there, or I should say there is no, he can't offer proof because she never said it. And and he just lied. And, and that's so dangerous because that's what we're dealing with from the Trump side. And so Bernie knows all of this. He knows this and he's not really doing anything to stop it. And it, it's very upsetting because it's like, I know that if if Bernie gets the nomination, Joe will get behind him. Maybe that, you know, the, all this fucking talk about the Democratic establishment being anti-Bernie. Well, I, I think it's kind of clear why they're not thrilled with him. He hasn't, you know, he's called the amendment king for a reason. He hasn't really passed very many or written very many bills on his own. And he slides in with an amendment. That's fine and good. But it's not like, you know, when you take a look at what Elizabeth Warren has accomplished, she fucking ran a whole agency. And helped money help consumers get money back from when they were swindled by the banks. And so right. she's the one who did it. She was the one called to do it. Bernie wasn't because he he's kind of like the rogue guy, you know. He's just he he doesn't necessarily get. I mean, he gets along with certain um, people in Congress, but fucking Hillary Clinton said it in 2017. She said people don't like him, and she was talking about Congress. Obviously, he knows how to get people inspired. He's very good at that. He, he knows how to build a certain kind of momentum, but he didn't get enough young people out. I mean, he, he really took California hand. He did very well in California. I'm not surprised because I, I, I walked
2: for Elizabeth Warren yesterday yeah. in, um, in a part of Oakland that, um, you know, a lot of like, a lot of the doors I went to, there were, you know, tons of roommates in, in, in houses, you know, duplexes, triplexes, some little, you know, uh single family homes that had multiple names on the list and they were roommates and I talked to a lot of people and a lot of those folks were for Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Um, a lot of them
1: are and it's under. I understand why. I I totally rallied.
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um the 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 thing that you know Elizabeth Warren has said all along is I get done. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah and and that's that's the truth. She does. She gets shit done.
2: and, and so that's why I think she was so appealing to so many mm-hmm. of us and especially to so many women because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, look at this brilliant creature who just made, like, the president of that bank cry, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and who looked out for – who single-handedly – you know, I did mortgages for a little while in one of my, you know, careers while I was – trying to, you know, put food on the table for my family and also raise little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for three years and it was after uh, the bureau was in place and it was people, you had to jump through a lot of hoops to get a mortgage because we weren't going to go down that path again as a yeah. country. Right. You know, we weren't going to walk, you know, we weren't going to say, oh, you have a pulse. Here you go. Here's an adjustable yeah. rate mortgage for you that you're not going to be able to pay. And I know it Sign mm-hmm. here. That's how the business was. Mm-hmm. That's what was being pushed down people's throats. Yeah. That's how they took advantage of, of people in marginalized communities who dreamed of mm-hmm. owning homes, right? Mm-hmm. And she came in and said, no, fuck that noise. We're done. We are done taking advantage of people. We are done uh, lining the pockets of greedy you know, bank board members and higher ups within these large companies too big to fail. My ass. Yeah, I know. And she changed that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean da- she
1: she's she's done a lot, she, and she's so you know she's a fucking wonk. She's a policy oh, wonk. Oh,
2: I love her. She's the best. You, you know, damn she,
1: it. She, and you know, but I mean, she's not out. The, the only thing is, I mean, I can't imagine. Maybe she'll run in twenty twenty four. Maybe, um, but I
2: just she'll be the she'll be she'll be a seventy. She's like seventy four is
1: the new yeah, fifty four, right? Well, um, and she'll be, no matter what. I think she's just going to be important she'll be playing a role and so it's not like we've seen the last of her I mean just like with people to judge um he's not going anywhere he just made this huge national name for himself and regardless of whether you like him or not he got a lot of support and you know he did very well in those first three primary caucuses so he did well in Nevada so I think mm-hmm. that you know all he has to do is just you know Get some get some maturity, more maturity. I mean, he's 37. It's not like he's five. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's got to mature a little bit. He's got to figure out how to win over people of color. And, and he's got to be able to just get some of that real government experience under his belt more than just being a mayor. And it's not to belittle what he's done. It's just that I think that he, you know, I mean, I don't feel bad that he's not, you know, getting the nominee because he's very young. And he just, you know, put this, he, he just he did something very big with this, with this, uh, yeah, run. So, I mean, he's mm-hmm. not going anywhere and, and, you know, and also by endorsing Bart, uh, Biden, he's just got the full support of the DNC. So, um, I, you know, he's a superstar that's going to be going, all the way up, probably to the presidency one day. So I'm not worried. With Elizabeth Warren, it's a little harder because if she does run in 2024, she will be 74. And then that would take her to 82. So it's pushing it. But I mean, you have these For two, two terms. Yeah. But these two men are running, basically starting out at that age. You know, they're a little bit under that. I think Biden is 77, I think. And then um, Bernie and is 78. Bernie is 78. Yeah. So... Um, um, I just, you know, but it's like this whole fucking primary season is is going to be so awful because I know, um, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know what the delegate count is, but I, Bernie got a huge amount of delegates in California. I think Biden only got like 67 and Bernie got like 200 and something. So I'm not sure where that all goes. Now that Bloomberg is out of the race, we have all these other races coming up and it'll be interesting to see who gets what, you know what I mean? Like uh, Where's it going to go? I don't know. It's, you know, I mean, obviously Joe Biden's strongest night is tonight or last night because of the South. And, and he did fair, I think, didn't he win Texas? Didn't Biden win Texas?
2: Yes. I just did. don't know how
1: many dele- delegates he got in Texas. Oh. Cause obviously, A lot. They, yeah. And then you have to keep in mind that all the delegates that Pete Buttigieg got are going to go to him and Amy Klobuchar are going to go to him. They're going to give Biden their delegates at the uh, convention. So, Add in like it's it's very possible to win a big state, but if if de- if uh, candidates have dropped out that got delegates, that person even though somebody who lost a big state like Texas, like for instance Bernie, if they were going to all give their delegates to Bernie, he might actually get more delegates even though um, Biden won. I think in this case of California, Biden will never top um, Bernie's California delegate, but the, it'll be about the bigger picture of the total delegates. So Biden had a strong lead last night over Bernie. And then now I don't know what they are. I don't know what the number is, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Cause I don't know how many States are left moving forward. We got a bunch of States left. So it's just, it's going to be what awful. <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, it is. It is going to be awful. Uh, God, I just, I really hope, um, Bernie, uh, Comes around if if it's not for him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we all do. do you, I think we all do. You well, know? yeah, but I, I'm I'm just saying it because I just don't know if it's is it even possible. Well, I mean, you he kind
1: of came around for Hillary. Um, I think kind eventually, of? <laughs> kind of. I mean, I know he did he did some things. The, go go ask any Bernie supporter; they'll tell you how much he supported her. But um, you know, I mean, he certainly made it difficult but you know i mean i under the thing that's the thing here now i'm gonna i'm going to criticize some of the moderate democrats here because i i don't like it when they belittle ideas like medicare for all i understand that we're not going to get there right away and 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 frankly i don't really want to i like the idea of a public option because it is getting there right away right away it's available Mm -hmm. to anybody who wants it so right. that should please everybody. Take it, if,
2: take it if you want it. Take it if you take want it. Take it if you want it. And then
1: eventually, and then that way, it's much easier than coming in and going, I'm burning everything down and starting from scratch and then introducing this whole new system that's going to have a million glitches and freak everybody out. Um, I'd rather just say, Here, take it if you want it, and we'll slowly move over that way. And then eventually, everybody's going to want it. So, I mean, it, it's just,
2: it's. I want it. Yeah. I mean, I want it, it right now. Yeah.
1: I just I feel like it's 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 something that people will just naturally gravitate and and it won't cause panic. So it's better that they're not going to get Medicare for all right away in Congress because it will be it will be right away, though. That's what people are missing there. You know, public option means you get it right away. You just don't get the whole shebang immediately. It's you get it if you want it. But if the person who's got fantastic insurance You know, I mean, because right now we're going to have we're going to have this period of where like certain insurance is going to offer more than Medicaid. So you might be happier Mm -hmm. with that insurance. So you get to stick with that insurance Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable. To me, that Mm -hmm. just seems like a much better idea. And and it doesn't freak people out. Our country is so afraid. Everybody's so fucking afraid of change. And you know you can't even change the amount of characters on Twitter with people having a fucking massive heart attack. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you just it's like just ease into it, oh, and we'll get God there. God
2: help us all. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty. But
1: it's like I'm grateful that Bernie is bringing this into the conversation. I'm grateful. I mean, I'm not happy with a lot of things when it comes to him. But I'm you know I mean mm-hmm. I'm trying very hard, and I do like organically and sincerely see what he has brought to the democratic party i also see that he brings division yeah i mean i see that he brings division and yeah I, i i i'm concerned about that and it like i said it's not surprising to me that um the democratic party feels threatened by him he has threatened them in tweets he's threatened them in a tweet so it's like of course they do You know, I mean, everybody wants to act like this is such surprising news. Well, how would you feel if, you know, you are constantly being um, talked, you know, I mean, he constantly says derogatory things about the Democratic Party.
2: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing. If Bernie gets the nomination, we're all in. We're going for it. Absolutely. It's it's happening. We're so straight in there. I just don't, after last night, I just don't see it happening. I don't think
1: it's going to happen either, but. You know, I mean, I, I just don't know what the, the delegate count is at this point. And then, you know, moving forward, how does it go? Like, where did do, where does sure. it go? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to try to see if I can find the delegate count right now, but I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Well, you're pro- okay. OK. Oh, OK.
2: Are you ready? Oh, I see. Uh, it. Last updated at 1026. So like right now, uh-huh. 507 for Biden, 441 for Bernie, 53 for Liz. Fifty for Bloomberg, twenty six for Buttigieg, seven for Klobuchar, and then um, one Tul- Tulsi Gobbard got. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard got one. Do you like how I just pronounced it on accident? gobbard What the fuck? Okay, but i what I'm, I'm seeing
1: here, and I don't know the time. This is from I think the Guardian. It says five forty eight burden a burden five forty eight Biden and four eighty four Sanders. So mm. t- a little different number than yours, but Biden's leading. So. Bernie got California, but Biden still got a, like a, a, how many more delegates? Five. OK, so four eighty. like, I don't know, 80, something like that. He has like 80 more delegates or something. I'm not good at math on the spot, uh, but no, um, he's got 60. Oh, OK, 60. So he's got like he's got a lead. It's not a huge lead, mm-hmm. but it's a lead. And then I think uh, I don't know if all I know all of the delegates have not yet been counted for California. So that number's going to change.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we that's going to be that's days away. Because but then our, if you
1: put in if you put in, um, you know, 50, so one hundred and three, one hundred 136 more delegates from um, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Bloomberg and Warren, put that in right. Biden's camp right. and he wins. That's You're it. Good. He's going to win. Correct. So that is the trajectory right now. And, you know, what? what is Bernie going to do? I think we're going to we're going to see a repeat of 2016. We're going to see um, anger and blame and trolls oh, and God. Russian trolls. So scared. But you know what? Let me just say this. Rachel Biddecoffer did that article. And I know she's working on it. Love,
2: anyway. love, love, love. Yes.
1: And wow. her whole point was it's going to be turnout. That's what it's about. It's not about That's the candidate. It. It's about the turnout. Now, I want to point to you, there was an Axios article that came out right after the general uh, midterm election that predicted sixty seven percent turnout general election in a blue flood. After I read oh, that one,
2: Bernie's delegates just went up by forty three.
1: Wow. Okay, so and what? Biden's what is the count? went
2: up too. So Biden, Biden has five forty seven, and Bernie has four eighty four. I'm doing math right now. Hold on. Okay. And I was it's looking- called a calculator. <laughs> 63 delegate difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called a freaking calculator.
1: Okay. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at 548, 484,
2: but, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. but
1: you still take, I mean, I even if like, like, even if Bernie gets, um, you know, a hundred more, well then Biden is also going to get like a hundred and some more from what And then, and then take that with Texas too, because the delegate count in Texas, you know, Pete got some, Amy got some. So, um, those will be in Biden's camp. Correct. But going back to Rachel Biddecoffer and the, I saw, no, that's okay. I like the updates, but any, um, there was another guy (laughs) who I don't know. I can't remember. It was a second election expert that predicted the same thing, that it's going to be a big blue flood. Forget wave. It's a flood. So, blood,
2: baby, yeah. Blood. So I
1: think that I, you know, I don't think. And okay, if Tulsi, I think this is what Tulsi's going to do. I think she's waiting to find out who the nominee is, and if it's Biden, she's going to run a third party. But she's not even as popular as Jill Stein. Oh you know, I mean, Please. nobody you fucking know likes her. I, y-
2: yeah, yeah. No, no.
1: Nobody. It's like I don't think she's going to pose the same kind of threat that Jill Stein posed. Here's mm-hmm. the threat that I'm concerned about. I'm concerned. B- Bernie might go third party. I doubt it, but I hope that he doesn't. That's, that's the big fear, but I don't think he's going to do it. Um,
2: oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see him doing that. I mean, I just don't see him doing I'm still that. I'm
2: worried about his health. Well, yeah, he does. Like, you know what I'm. He, he, I've
1: noticed like in the last debate, um, he got, his face got very red. And then when he was, you know, I mean, we all get red face when we're pissed and he was kind of defensive at that moment. But like when I've just seen him standing in front of a microphone talking, his face is red, and it's like I've noticed his voice is different. It's just it sounds deeper and slower. I don't know if he's battling a cold because he could be battling a cold, and that's that could be the whole thing. You know, he's like on Sudafed, and it could just be something. He sounded
2: good last night.
1: I still thought I could hear that. It, It just his voice sounded deeper, like like ever so slightly slowed down. Um. But like I said, I mean he could just be battling a cold. And if that's the case, that could make his voice different. So um and you know, all of them have had, you know, the raspy voice.
0: Because they're out on the stump
1: yeah. just talking to everybody. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't necessarily want to read too much into it because Bernie does have stamina, you know, and he's he's pretty he damn does. sharp. So I, um, yeah,
2: and I just I just worry I mean it makes me it makes me sad to think that he's not healthy, and yeah. well, um, neither is Trump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of scary to
1: have an unhealthy president. Well, Trump's mental. Yeah, um, but I, I just think that we're gonna we're gonna see um, Democrats coming out, and I got that. Like, even though I was so disappointed last night about what was happening with Elizabeth Warren, I did feel kind of like a relief, and the relief came from that that Democrat, and it wasn't about so much picking Biden. It was that people are uniting now. I'm feeling it. I know there's like this divisive, um, angry Twitter thing. But I think in the bigger picture, voters are just like, oh, my God. Like whenever they've exit po- polled people, it's been the same thing. Like we just we want decency. We just we want to return mm-hmm. to decency. And we want it's more than just returning to normal. We want to return to a decent country, you know, And and, and so Biden right. can offer that he can offer that. And so, you know, I mean, Bernie, I don't think he's going to be the nominee if he's the one, like we both said, we'll vote for him. We'll find reasons to be enthusiastic for him because we, you know, what's our choice? Trump. That's it. You know, I mean, you can, I just, I want to say to anybody out there, I totally understand if you don't like Bernie, I understand why, but please, if you're one of these people who say never Bernie, Think about Ruth You're Bader Ginsburg. All over. Yeah, think That's about right. Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and our future elections are at fucking stake. I mean,
2: think about our kids who yeah. want to have freedom of choice. Yeah, think about our kids who want to, you know, love who they want to love, worship who they want to work. You know what I'm saying? And think of the kids think in cages. Dreamers. Think about the children in cages. Think. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. It's I really, mean, it's beyond it's just- you. And I mean, it's as much as, as much as Bernie is no longer my first pick. It's like, come on. This is our country. This is our home. We have to protect it. And as much as we may not like the front runner or the nominee, get over it. Just fucking get over it. You know what? Mm-hmm. If we don't and Trump wins... You won't get a fair election again. You won't get an opportunity to vote. It's going to be a evangelical Supreme Court. It will be a oligarchy and goodbye choices. Goodbye. Go. You know, for it's sure. like, it's just why, why don't we just fucking live in Moscow? Because that's what it's going to be like. So, you know, for all this, never Trump, never or, or I'm sorry, never Biden, never Bernie. Both of those sentiments get us Trump. But I do think, I will say, don't get happy, don't get happy, go vote, do everything you need to do. But I think we've got this. That's what I felt last night. I felt like, all right, we've got this. There is a unity. There is a sense of we're going to accomplish this. The 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 numbers of voters were huge and massive. That's a huge good, that's such an amazing sign that is letting us know, you know, that it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm going back to this whole thing that I've been manifesting and, you know, and I've been working very hard to keep my um, emotions from, you know, sinking. Because during December, like November, December of last year, I was getting very low. And I was panicking because I was thinking, oh my god, 2020 is going to be so awful. There were certain things in my own private life that I was battling with. And what's so interesting is when I started working on, you know, meditating and manifesting and visualization, the whole thing about that other than like, pulling things into your life that you want, um, using like the idea of the law of attraction or positive thinking or whatever. That's the whole point. It's positive thinking. Y- you're not going to be able to accomplish your goals I- at least at not at the same degree. If, if all you're doing is chewing on the negative, which is something that I've done a lot and, and I won't go into detail what it was and it's a personal thing, but there, there was something going on with me personally, and it had nothing to do with money or career or anything like that but it was it was really upsetting me and i kept focusing on it and focusing on it and there was there's nothing i can do about it no matter what i can't do anything about it but i kept like mulling it over in my head and it it just it was it's a negative thing and it was upsetting and so since i've started doing this i don't even i just won't even think about it anymore like i just push it away and whatever whenever it comes up which it really hasn't but if something negative comes up what I do is I just express gratitude for the things in my life I'm grateful for. I, it, mm-hmm. And it literally could be like the smallest little thing, like wearing socks on a cold day. I'm so grateful my feet are warm. I'm so grateful oh. my bed is comfortable. I'm so grateful that I have a boyfriend who supports me and a mother who supports me and a father who, you know, I finally am living closer to my dad now after so many years. So there's so many things that I have to be grateful for. And and, and and it keeps me from going into the negative and I'm pulling that into politics because I'm trying. like when I look at Elizabeth Warren and I feel upset and I feel resentful about what's happened, I'm I try to be grateful for the things that she's done and for what she's going to do. And and, and I'm trying to, you know, and I'm very hopeful that maybe she might be a, a vice president. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. I, I am certainly not counting that out. And she's not out of the game. So I, you know, for anybody out there who's feeling um, just so anxious, I'd say really look in, look into manifesting and and visualization, and you know, just at the very least, replacing any negative, insecure thoughts with just being grateful. Don't allow yourself to go there. We have to be, we have to. It's so fucking important in this election season that we must be confident and. F- as much focused on the positive as we can because there's so much fucking negative out there, you know?
2: Yes, 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 yes. Uniting, uniting, uniting. I really hope we can just put, put all that stuff aside and be grateful for, Oh my God, look at this group of people who are just want to restore sanity, dignity, decency. And we're all in this together. Can you imagine that the power of that feeling?
1: Yes, I can. (laughs) I I can. No, I'm totally right there with you. You know, it's it's I think that I have to say, you know, I mean, it was so funny because my dad is not somebody who ever would give like he thinks astrology is a bunch of bullshit. He doesn't believe in psychics, all that kind of line of thinking. It's just he he doesn't. He doesn't like it, so and it's not to say that my I I I, I've certainly called psychics in my life before. I don't now, but um, I'm not poo pooing anyone who does. And 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 I I have you know one of these days I'm going to do a podcast, and it's it's going to be about a relationship more than anything, but it's going to touch on the fact that when I was like so. Anxious and and wanting, you know, someone to, to want me or whatever. Specifically, one person, um, I would call a psychic because it was kind of like a pacifier for me. It kind of like made me feel like, all right, I. It's not that I felt like I got answers. It was just like I got something to quiet me. It was like smoking a cigarette. It just like quieted me for a minute, and you know, and I was mm-hmm. so anxious and everything, but. That said, the other day when I was at my father, I was went to go visit him uh, on Saturday and we were talking and I was, you know, filling him in on this manifesting stuff. And I was just saying, you know, dad, because he has a tendency to worry, which I got from him and chew on the negative, with it, which I got from him. And I was telling him, you know, I was just sharing what I just shared with you. And he he really surprised me. He's like, you should do a podcast about that. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I said, well, I actually Ew. did. It, it, was, it was awesome because it was like, you know, and he said to me, he's like, well, I've definitely, um, you know, chosen to allow myself to like, f- you have one negative thought and then it f- flips to another one, to another one, to another one. And I said, yes, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. been my to whole start, fucking life. Feeds,
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: And so, I mean, it's not to say that I've spent my whole life mm-hmm. walking around shivering insecurity, but you know, I've definitely been hard on myself. And so I realize very clearly right now that that's a waste of time. The other thing that I never realized, um, or I should say that I've recently, recently realized is all the time before I was always afraid to be grateful for what I had because I was afraid it would jinx it. So it's not that I didn't express gratitude. I did, but I was afraid to think things were too good because it would inevitably fall apart. And now I am the absolute opposite. It's like, I know life is going to throw me all different some good things some negative things that's life mm-hmm. you know you can't control everything that's what people say yeah <laughs> yeah no you, but you right. can control how you deal with it that's how that's, that's the control you have and so it's like and and the more grateful you are and appreciative uh, that you are for your own for what you have and for your own accomplishments it's like you put that out into the universe And it Mm -hmm. comes back. It's just your thought, the way you think, comes back at you. Think positive, you get more opportunity. And the
2: way you behave. Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way – I I remember one time, um, God, years ago, right when I got sober – I was seeing a therapist because I thought, oh, maybe I'll just go to a therapist and then I can continue to, like, you know, do drugs and drink, um, and then I'll be f- fine. <laughs> oh, the God, addict's logic. But, oh, complete! Uh, it's that is some that is some brilliant shit. By the way. Like just the the lengths I would go right. to to come up with, like, talking myself into staying fucked up. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I got sober in her care like I came to her right around oh I don't know it was we were coming up on Thanksgiving and I sat to her and I was so nervous about telling her well first I wouldn't admit to her that I had a problem mm-hmm. because I didn't want to I didn't know if I was ready to stop using you yeah, know what I mean right yeah and all that kind of stuff then I finally did and I said I have so much to be thankful for and she said what's that and I said I'm sober Hmm. I just got sober and I had like maybe 30 days or 60 days or something at the time. And we both kind of started to cry. It was like, it was such a huge relief. And I think she could feel it, you know, coming off of me. And, and then all of a sudden I was being honest and she said, okay, now, you know, you can't change other people's behavior. You could only change your own. You can only take responsibility for the way you walk through the world. Right. Mm -hmm, Right. And she said, but, but people who are in your life, they're going to change just because you're different now and your interactions are different. Not like I, you know, like I had a million people in my life that I wanted to change, but Mm -hmm. relationships got better. uh, Communication got better. You know what I mean? It was like, so it was pretty rad and, um, I have to remember that sometimes, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess, I guess that's going to wrap it up for today, unless you have anything else to add. No. At least we're ending it on, you know, I mean I think I think there's some real positives here. Um no doubt it's going to be uh, another gut-wrenching <laughs> primary. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, get used to it. Right, my um, heart
2: exploding. Am I, am I having a heart attack today? Oh no, it's just another day being a Democrat.
1: Well, you know it's funny. You know David Weissman, um, The the we we interviewed him together. He was on the show also with me alone. Now he's the one who was a MAGA, and now he's he's like a full on Warren supporter. Um, he and I email each other uh, on occasion, and you know he. Sometimes he asks my opinion. I never tell him what to think, but I I will give him my opinion of things. But he, you know, he's understanding right now. He's going, oh, my God, Democrats are fucking crazy. You know, he's like, it was it was one thing when you were a conservative. Everybody just fucking, you know, towed the line. And, you know, come over to the Democratic side and we're all just screaming at each other. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, because our tent is huge. We have a huge tent. We have, you know, white people, black people. We have Catholic people. We have Muslim people. We have Asian people. We have religions and and cultures. So it's a huge tent and there's going to be differences. And it's really hard to get us all. You know, Chris Hayes did a thing the other night talking about how the tent is so big and that it's much harder to unify the democratic party. You know, we over in the GOP, you basically got white Christian Catholics and that's about it. And <laughs> it's really easy to get them to go the same way. But you know, mm-hmm. here you got the white Christian and Catholic, but you got everybody else. And so we're all going to yeah. fucking argue with each other. It's just the way it
2: is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's you know, a good, that's a good, I'm, I'm ha- that, that kind of, that was nice to hear. Actually, you know, yeah, we do have a huge tent. That's the beauty. Exactly. Of, of the Democratic Party, you know, and yeah. also, you know, the freaking curse. But <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, that's cool. OK, girl.
1: All righty. Well, that, it was it was awesome to talk to you. And OK, tell everybody I, I'm not going to do um, my own little blurb at the end of this. So so tell everybody where they can find you and donate to you yeah. because you are running for city council. In Oakland. Yes. And
2: really today, today, so I, I wasn't on the ballot yesterday because there's no primary in the city council race in Oakland. It's just ranked choice voting and nonpartisan and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And so I'm on November 3rd. So when we vote Trump out, we vote me in and you can support me at Steph for Oakland.com Steph S T E P H F O R Oakland.com. Um, I'm taking donations. Uh, I'm taking, uh, yeah, uh, you know, send me an email. Let me know what you think. If you're in Oakland, hit me up. I want to have coffee with you. Um, I also can be found at Steph for Oakland on Twitter. And I'm thinking of closing down my other account because I just want to stay focused and I it's it's you know, it's me. That's me. Support me. I'd love some more followers <laughs> crying out loud. And
1: you're you're Steph but, for Oakland.
2: Yeah, Steph for Oakland, F-O-R um and that's my twitter handle yes uh yeah you know this is this is interesting you know i decided to run on november 4th 2016 because i knew that this is good we're we're in for the fight of our lives ladies you know what i mean um and so i had to get out and i had to stand up on behalf of both of my kids mm-hmm. i had to stand up on behalf of of any other women, any other women of color, any other person who feels marginalized or not seen and not heard. And that's why I'm doing this. And also local politics is everything. Yes, it is, it is. You know, local politics is everything. So I love my city. I wanna bring my plans, my action, my drive, my commitment to Oakland City Council and, and make Oakland a place that is truly for everyone. I would love to, you know, take, to take a, a page from the Elizabeth Warren playbook. Like everybody deserves a shot. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, let's level the playing field here, right? Let's build some affordable housing. Let's make workforce housing available for our teachers and our, and our union members. And, and, you know, I just, I want to see Oakland thrive at all levels. So anyway, that's what I'm here for.
1: (laughs) Well, That's what I'm here for. Please donate to her campaign. And then also you can follow me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E at the end. And you can go to Amazon and check out my page. I've written four books, Peyton's Choice, American Woman, The Virgin Diaries, and Ain't No Sunshine. And um, you know, just keep supporting the show. Give us your comments; we love them. I love them. I always get to them, and I always appreciate them. And don't forget that um, two yeah two times this month, I'm going to be doing the patrons only with my um, personal stories or rants or whatever. So definitely, that's a five dollar tier. Um, I think the next one I'm going to do is just for patrons only a dollar, but then you're going to have to upgrade to five dollars if you want to keep getting those um, patrons only posts. Thank you for listening and we will see you next Monday.